Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. Now for something completely different. What I'm going to do is pause on 1 Corinthians and we'll go back to that very soon and work our way through to the end of the book. But for seven podcast episodes, we are going to look at John Bunyan's book, The Pilgrim's Progress, together. We will still have a Bible reading, so today, in a moment, I will read from Acts chapter 16, verses 25 to 33. But the heart of the reflection will be thinking about scenes in John Bunyan's book, the Pilgrim's Progress, to help us on our way, to help us on our own Christian pilgrimage, our own Christian journeys. So let's come to our God in prayer. Lord, thank you for your words. Thank you especially for the part of your word that we're going to look at today from Acts 16 and the excitement of seeing a whole household coming to know you Lord, we praise you for your converting power. And as we look at John Bunyan's reflections on conversion through the Pilgrim's Progress, we pray that you will be with us there as well. Strengthen us for Christian living right here, right now, in the 21st century. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Acts 16, beginning at verse 25. Paul and Silas are in prison. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of God to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptised. Wonderful words, as I prayed, as I mentioned in prayer, about God's converting power. And the Pilgrim's Progress has great power as well. It's not obviously inspired in the same way as Scripture, but it is a wonderful spiritual book, and God speaks to us through it. As I've said previously in these podcasts, The Pilgrim's Progress was a book written by John Bunyan. It is a 17th century Christian book and it is an allegory of the Christian life and it charts the progress 
of Bunyan's Pilgrim, who is called Christian. And he sets off from the city of destruction, as we're going to see today, on a journey to the celestial city. And he encounters many joys and many pitfalls along the way. What I'm going to do is just reflect on one of the early scenes. I'll do this in my own words, but I will also quote from Bunyan. And so the first scene we're going to look at is the conversion of Bunyan's pilgrim called Christian. Although, as he says later in the story, the name Graceless would have been more appropriate at this beginning stage. Christian leaves the city of destruction and in a section full of pathos, he fails to persuade his his wife and children to follow him. As he finally sets off, they cry after him to return. Full of misery, he has to put his fingers in his ears to block out the heart-rending sound. The deep sadness remains with him. Later in the story, he weeps at the thought they're not accompanying him on this journey of all journeys. As he walks away from the city of destruction, he has a huge burden on his back, symbolising the heavy load of sin that he carries. Early on, he meets various characters who try to persuade him to return to the city And bogged down, he spends time in the slough of despond. But a character named Evangelist comes to him. With loving and trembling concern, he directs Christian to a little wicket gate, meaning a small gate or door, often built into a larger one. Eventually, the weary traveller arrives. And over the gate he sees the words, Knock and it shall be opened to you, based on Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Christian reads the text and duly bangs on the door. On the other side of the gate is a man called Goodwill, who asks why Christian has come. The would-be pilgrim explains about his flight from the city of destruction and the words of evangelist. Christian knows he is undeserving and he speaks of himself as a poor, burdened sinner and he half believes he will be refused entrance. But to his joy, goodwill lives up to his name for he is willing with all his heart to let him through. The gate is unfastened and the way is open. The pilgrim is pulled through the gate, a wonderful picture of the gracious action of God who draws us to himself. This in the story is the moment of conversion. Now the name Christian is fully appropriate. Bunyan wants to emphasise, I think, in the light of his own experiences and his own struggles for assurance of salvation, that Jesus really will receive all who truly turn to him. A marginal note in some early editions of the Pilgrim's Progress reassures the anxious reader that the gate will be opened to broken-hearted sinners. And in the story itself, Goodwill makes it clear that there is free and full forgiveness for all sinners who come in faith, thanks to Jesus. 
Bunyan's beautiful, sensitive picture of Christian conversion has helped many weary men and women out of their own slough of despond, enabling them to find forgiveness and take their own first steps in the Christian life. We're going to turn to prayer now. And as we pray, I want to take these lessons about conversion and apply them to our lives in prayer. So it may be that you're coming to Christ now and you wonder, will Christ receive me? We're going to pray about that. And it may be that you need assurance that Christ really has received you, really has pulled you through the door. Let's pray these things into our lives right now. Lord, thank you for the joy of conversion, of that moment of commitment, that moment when we put our faith and trust in your Son, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. And Lord, we recognise that this is all from you, that you pull us through the door, that salvation is all about you from first to last. Yes, you, you lead us to have faith in you. You lead us to trust in you. You lead us to turn our lives over to you. But you have done it all. You pull us through the gate. If there are those who are hesitating outside the gate right now, just pressing this image a bit further, if you're, if you're wondering, will God receive you? He wants to pull you through. He wants to give you new life. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you a, a new lifestyle, a new way of living. He wants to pour the Holy Spirit into your life. Receive him now. Know that he is pulling, through the, pulling you through the gate. Put your faith and trust in him. And for all of us who have made that commitment maybe many years ago, thank you for the firm assurance that this gives. Lord, when we live in these days where so much is, is swirling around us that we can't be certain about, so many uncertainties, so many rules to read, so many things that we need to engage with, so many things that are shifting, changing, uncertain. Lord, we want to be sure about our relationship with you and we thank you that we can be because of your love, because of your grace, because of your good will towards us, because of what Jesus has done. We thank you, we praise you, we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.